So there he is, in the delivery room, just a chemical engineer named Alan with two L's, awaiting the birth of his second son, when he gets a call from this guy, Chris Roberts, offering him a job with the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. But not just any job. The John W. Brown Associate Professor job. That would be 1957 Auburn graduate John W. Brown. He of the largest individual contribution, can you say 57 mil, in Auburn University history. That would be John W. Brown, former CEO of medical device supplier Stryker, maker of the very bed Alan's wife was lying on at that very moment. Hey, one magic moment deserves another. Hit the button, Marcus. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Hello, once again, from the John Steele Henley II Development and Communications and Marketing Conference Room. It is I, Jeremy Henderson, co-host of the best podcast in all of higher education, Hashtag Getting, brought to you by, you guessed it, the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering, Auburn University, Joined, as always, by my co-host, Austin the Man Phillips, the assistant director of the aforementioned office. I'm glad you could make it, Jeremy. Hi. A little breath right now. <laughs> I totally, I, I, I've been looking forward to it. I got thrown off. We were taking pictures earlier today well, with uh, happens, Marcus, producer, director, uh, Klutz over here, and I uh, got a late lunch, and all of a sudden, here I am. Uh, we are joined, thankfully, today. He is still here uh, by Alan David. Yes, the John W. Brown Associate Professor in the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Thanks so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. When you find a guy, you're AA or A-double-L-A-N. I always wonder about people with names that can be spelled either way, like what they think about the other, the others. You know, the Jennies with the I, the E's, the Allens with the E's. How do you feel about when you when you come across one? Do y'all ever kind of look at each other like, you know, <laughs> yeah, how, how is it in your world? They just got it wrong. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then some people, you know, there are some folks who have Allen as the last name, but just. That's, just yeah, that's weird, too. <laughs> yeah, my, um, my brother was an your E-N, was so, E-N. But, but at the same time, my parents can't spell. It's just long as it's, it's just long as you got the two L's. I think you're good. The the one L people don't. One, I, don't I don't trust yeah, them. A L A N. What is that about? Elon. Sheesh. Thanks so much again for joining us. Smart materials, as opposed to what. Dumb materials. I mean, dumb. Have, is that, have we been working with the dumb materials? Like, what does that mean? We see smart everywhere, smartphones, smart everything. But so when we're talking about materials, what are we talking about? Smart materials. Right. So in, in the work that we do, uh, our materials, we, we try, design smart materials in that they respond to cues from their environment. So, for example, uh, if we're talking about uh, delivering uh, an oral drug delivery system. So most of our work is biomedical in nature. Um, the release of the drug could be triggered by changes in pH, for example, the acidic pH in the stomach or more basic pH in the 
uh, intestine, or you know, these smart materials could recognize the difference between a cancer cell and a non-cancer cell. So those are examples. How does it do that? Oh, uh, well, it's... Uh, <laughs> How does it work? This is a 22-minute podcast. <laughs> yeah. How does it work? Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I know I know a little bit about, like, certain things and, uh, you know, about about <laughs> A little life. bit about a little, A little about living, a lot about love. <laughs> right. But, uh, but yeah, when we talk, we, you know, how, how, would, how would it recognize something like that? Well, well so, so to, in the most simplest term, uh, you know, we, we control the composition uh, so the chemistry of these nanoparticles, their size, their shape, uh, what's on their surface. Uh, so we control all of those parameters so that it, for uh, you know, non-technical terms, sticks to one air, sure. one type of cell and not okay. the other. If we're talking about targeting, so that's what I was thinking, Austin. I figured that's exactly what you were thinking, um, Alan. You did your uh, undergraduate and your um, PhD work in Maryland. You said you grew up at Maryland and then uh, did some postdoc work at. Um, at Michigan, talk about your experiences at, at, at those institutions. Uh, so, so Maryland uh, was uh, home for me. That's where I grew up. Um, and uh, so, you know, when I was th- considering uh, college and uh, uh, both uh, uh, undergrad as well as graduate studies, um, you know, I had a large group of friends and I have a huge family there. Um, so I just wanted to st- stay around close to home. Where'd you say that you were from originally? So originally, I, I was actually born in India. Okay. Uh, but my family came here to the States when I was about nine years old. And Where so, were you in 2005? 2005, I was in Michigan. Michigan, darn, because that that's when Wedding Crashers came out. So, of course, with Maryland, that's all I think about. When you saw that movie, have you seen the movie? Uh, yes. The Crab Cakes right. and Football? Yes. I, mean, I don't know. The I just con- wonder what the, it would be like. with The connections <laughs> that you made. I mean, that's, that's what I think about when I think of Maryland now. And well, ben I think Tate. of 2005, then, you know, <laughs> Maryland and Crab Cakes. <laughs> that's, that's all I think about. Just wondering. Just uh, wondering. Talking about Michigan, too, we had uh, Mike Hamilton, uh, one of our professors uh, in electrical computer, who, who did some of his uh, work at Michigan. Uh, talk about what that was like. Right. Uh, so I had the opportunity to, to go uh, join a lab in the College of Pharmacy at Michigan. So, so I was trained as a chemical engineer uh, coming out of Maryland, working on nanomaterials. I joined uh, uh, the College of Pharmacy, Department of Pharmaceutical Sciences, as a postdoc in Michigan. Um, and I was fortunate. I joined a, a vibrant lab, you know, just uh, assorted uh, backgrounds, individuals with very diverse backgrounds. Um, and, uh, my, uh, postdoc advisor at the time was kind of getting close to retirement and he was spending a lot of time uh, overseas. Uh, so I also had the opportunity to kind of take a leadership role in the lab. And so, uh, I was there as an adjunct faculty, research faculty prior to coming here to Auburn. Uh, but Ann Arbor, it, it was a beautiful town. You know, we, we enjoyed our time there. Uh, you know, a- after a number of years, and, and once we, you know, our eldest son, both of our boys were born there, um, you know, wintertime, just, you know, you were trapped inside for I wish we had a little, months and just months. a touch of that today. It's about 100 outside, it, it, it I think, today. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, prior to that, uh, you, uh, you did some uh, work um, with Dynantherm and uh, the Industrial Science and Technology Network. You know, talk about your, your experience in the, uh, in the private sure. sector. sure. So uh, Dynatherm was an aerospace company, um, and so I worked for them for about a year and a half uh, following my um, uh, bachelor's, so after getting my bachelor's. 
Uh, it, it was a, a great place to work. You know, I, I actually got to work on a project for the International Space Station. Uh, so so we, we were developing uh, systems to manage the flow of heat, essentially, for satellites and uh, space stations. So that was exciting. Um, the Industrial Science and Technology Network uh, was a nanotechnology startup. So uh, as I was going through my PhD, I was actually co-advised uh, by a faculty at the University of Maryland, Dr. Nam Sam Wang, and a uh, adjunct faculty, Dr. Arthur Yang, uh, who was the founder of this company. Uh, so I worked very closely with the company and you know, worked on uh, nanomaterials again for water purification, recovery of precious metals, for uh, coatings for uh, displays of all of our smartphones and devices have some sort of anti-glare, anti-reflective coatings on there. So we worked on that. Uh, and then also managed some of their biomedical work, which is actually how I got connected to the University of Michigan. What what led you to Auburn? Uh, so, um, yeah, I always felt that teaching was the right path for me. I, I never actually thought I would make it there uh, because you know, I, I looked at all the professors I had dealt with and they just seemed so smart and you know they seemed like, those that were research active, you know, I just got the sense, you know, where are they coming up with these ideas, great ideas? I never felt that, that I could make it there. Um, but, uh, you know, after spending some time at uh, Michigan and then, you know, at some point I, I transitioned from, you know, trying to get my work done to actually creating ideas for others in the lab. Um, so at that point I said, okay, it's time for me to give this a try. So I applied all over the place, um, probably put out 75 uh uh, applications and uh, actually, you know, uh, I submitted an application for Auburn. And looking back, you know, it was a perfect fit because they had uh, started the MRI center. I did a lot of work with magnetic nanoparticles for MRI imaging. Uh, so we had the MRI center. You know, I was interested in engineering. There was an emphasis on the biomedical area here. So it ended up being a very good fit. But uh, initially, I had submitted the application and completely forgot that I had applied here until. Uh, Dean Roberts, who was the department chair at chemical engineering at that time, contacted me about my application. I was like, oh, did I apply there? So I had to go back and look at it. I, um, where's Auburn? Where's Auburn? Well, uh, no, make a note, don't let Dr. Roberts <laughs> listen to this one. Right. Uh, so, so I actually met uh, you know, Dr. Roberts uh, and Elizabeth Lipke, another faculty in engin- chemical engineering at the uh, AICG, so the chemical engineering annual meetings. And after meeting them, you know, Auburn went from really being nowhere on my radar to being my number one choice just through that one meeting yeah so what do you think about that guy oh he's great awesome. is he yes he's well, my boss well, and when you get done with this you have to go tell him that he has to be on the podcast next because we've been yeah, trying to keep get, stalling we, we've been trying to get the big man dragging his feet <laughs> no tell me about a uh, gadolinium gadolinium little, little thing little contrast agent action right. here so uh, gadolinium is currently used clinically as an MRI contrast agent. And you so, developed this, or one on no, the team? No, well, we didn't actually develop that. Uh, we're uh, attempting to develop something that could potentially replace gadolinium in certain applications. Never mind. <laughs> gadolinium, old news, yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, forget right. gadolinium. <laughs> Okay, you're trying to replace gadolinium. Now, why, why, why do we need to replace gadolinium? I mean, well, it's been well, around for forever. Right. So, so, <laughs> so gadolinium it, by its, in itself is a highly toxic metal. That'll do it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, um, pharmaceutical industry, they've, they've been able to formulate it. In a, you know, it's 
essentially trapped by polymers uh, to reduce the toxicity and allow it to you know, circulate in the body while you're taking the MRI image and then clear. It's actually cleared through uh, renal filtration um, through the urine. Um, but there are some patients who have poor renal function. And so the gadolinium is not cleared as efficiently. And, and even if you have good uh, renal function, there's still some trace amounts left over. Uh, so over a long time, if you get a large enough accumulation, there's potential. And, and it's a small percentage of patients, but there is a potential for toxic effects. Uh, uh, it seems like there's about 200 million people worldwide unable to take gadolinium. That's what I'm looking at right, right. now. <laughs> According it's to great. my research. You, you have your <laughs> that, research. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. trusty well, iPhone over there. <laughs> uh, what, what, you, know, you may have heard, uh, so uh, about two and a half years now uh, ago, uh, Chuck Norris was in the news. Uh, so he was suing uh, some of these uh, companies that produce gadolinium-based contrast agents yeah, because good. his wife had a really? reaction to... I say, good luck to those companies. <laughs> oh, man. So what happened? So, did she did she die? Did she pass away? Uh, no, no. Uh, uh, I believe she's still still okay. alive. But uh, it, it was severe allergic reactions. So some patients, you know, the the, the results could, uh, you know, you have chronic pain. Um, there's some other nervous system disorders that are created by the toxicity. Uh, so so there are some severe effects potential, you know, for for a group of patients. Um, Alan, you'd also mentioned about uh, some of your cancer work. We worked with you, gosh, it's been several years ago now for a Tiger Giving Day project um, for to raise some funds for the work that you do. And you mentioned uh, Dr. Lipke as well. Just talk about some of the cancer research that we are doing here, specifically in the Department of Chemical Engineering. Sure. Uh, so it's uh, you know the, the biomedical uh, research in chemical engineering has grown tremendously since I joined. Uh, when I first joined, uh, Dr. Lipke, Elizabeth Lipke, was the only faculty really working in cancer, specifically cancer. Um, so there, she's her group is working on uh, doing some really exciting work, developing uh, models of uh, tumors. So, so one of the challenges in in uh, developing better therapeutics for cancers, you know, it's you can't test. Uh, the n- new drugs in patients because of the unknown toxicity and efficacy. So we need to test them in other models before we could administer patients. But unfortunately, those models aren't very good. So you know we could potentially develop a drug that looks good in what we call the in vitro, you know, outside the patient models. But then when, when they try to apply it to patients, you don't get the good results. So her group's developing... I'm sorry, when you say models, like what are we like, are we talking about... Not Tyra Banks, <laughs> not Tyra. No, yeah. totally different. But well, like, well, I mean, I mean, like rabbits or something. Or are we talking about like some sort well, of well, simulation kind of a thing? Sure, sure. Simulation is a, a a a model could be thought of as something that simulates the real right uh, disease. So typically, what's used has been used as what we call two D cultures, where we grow cells on a flat surface. Uh, but because cells respond to their environment, th- those flat. Uh, cells, you know, on, on those surfaces don't mimic the tumors in the body with all the different cues that our, our cells in the body respond to. The other model we have are animals. So we use a lot of rodents, mice and rats. But again, that, that's a different animal and it's very different from the human disease. So what Dr. Lipke's group is doing is actually creating a 3D scaffold where there are 
cues similar to what's in the body and trying to mimic that. Um, we have other faculty, uh, Dr. Pentezis, uh, who's about a year and a half into his tenure here, um, who's delping, using computational tools to design antibodies that could, for example, target cancer. And, and we're kind of collaborating with him to see if we could use some of their tools to target our nanoparticles. You know, so we would take their antibodies, stick it on our particles, and give them that smart property. Um, uh, you know, so, so that's some of the work. We, you know, my group is working on the nanomaterials, you know, kind of controlled drug release, getting the drug to the right place at the right time in the right dose. Um, and then we have some other new faculty who, are, who will be coming aboard uh, over this next year. When Jeremy read off your title, you're the uh, John Brown Associate Professor. Uh, John Brown, one of the largest donors here in the university's history and the college's history, uh, is the benefactor of our new Brown Copo Engineering Student Achievement Center that's coming up and open this fall. Um, talk about what an honor that is. I know you've gotten to meet uh, him and Rosemary, CEO of Stryker. Um, I'm talking about an, an icon in the biomedical um, field uh, of just whatever, what it's like uh, getting to meet with him and uh, Rosemary, what you've taken away from those conversations and, and that relationship. Yeah. Um, no, I, I've, I've just been um, awed by their uh, generosity. Um, you know, they're, uh, they're very grounded. You know, they're, they're very committed to Auburn University and our students. You know, they, they in addition to creating this position, uh, into which I was hired for, which I'm very thankful. Uh, they sponsor a lot of uh, scholarships. Um, so, you know, just uh, since the moment uh, we've met with uh, John and Rosemary Brown, uh, I've just been inspired. You know, very successful uh, individual and f individuals and family. Um, so that's encouraged me to push myself, um, you know, try to maximize um, what I'm able to accomplish here. Uh, and try to honor, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Brown and uh, Ro Rosemary's uh, contributions. Uh, you know, uh, th there's a, a funny story I could share. Um, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty even-keeled person. I, I don't get excited or very down on things. Um, but I can remember the day that uh, Dr. Roberts called me to invite me for, for the interview here. Uh, and it happened, so happened to be a day where my wife was in a hospital uh, giving birth to our second son. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, uh, all early morning and th through the morning hours, uh, she was here in this bed with this broad striker mm -hmm. uh, on, on, written on, on the bed. And yeah, I, I was watching that. And, and our son was born. And then a couple of hours later, uh, Chris Roberts gave me a call and said that he was they were inviting me here for the interview. And uh, after I got there, you know, it was an exciting day as it was. But after his call, I was, I was jumping up and down. So just, That's wild. Yeah. Again, just uh, very yeah. honored to be associated with the Browns um, and, um, you know, enjoy meeting them every time and just try to live up to how this much, honor that I have. Yeah. How much of that $57 million did you get? <laughs> it was like half, <laughs> half of it or like less? Well, well of, of the $57 million, I didn't get anything, but uh, but get, okay. we're, we're benefit we're benefiting <laughs> tremendously from it. Yes, but they like you said I mean, they are they are truly amazing people, and uh, as you put it, very grounded and um, especially everything that they've accomplished. Uh, they touch every area from pr your professorships, uh, other professorships, and COSAM uh, scholarships. Uh, they've done it all. Um, so th that is quite an honor to be able to carry that title. Well. 
we might be out of time, I guess. But I, I hate it, the limitations we have on this thing, because I could just sit here and learn about this stuff forever. We need to up the average drive time yeah, from 22 I, I, we minutes. We really do. Because we, we, we could go for a long time on this Well, one. we just have to have them back. We gotta have That's it. There you go. There you well, go. There we'll you keep go. talking. Well, I'm happy to come back anytime. Always happy to talk about our research and well, our students. We're happy to visit with you, uh, War Eagle Island. Thank you, War Eagle. War Eagle.